It's time for the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email backtothebookbroadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Walland, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org. And now the broadcast. Please take your Bibles, if you would, turn to Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5, we're going to read again, in starting in verse 1, kind of picking up where we left off, but I want to put the focus on Christ, which is where it really should be in this chapter. Romans chapter 5, in verse number 1, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to deal first and foremost this week on the significance, or maybe I should say this way, Christ's significance for alliteration's sake. There is no salvation outside of Christ. Everything that we receive at salvation is because of Christ. And as I began to do some more study, some more reading throughout this passage, it started to I started to see how many times Christ's name is brought up and how many times this phrase, through our Lord Jesus Christ, pops up or something similar to it. Or throughout verses 1 through 11, it's there. Throughout the rest of the chapter, it's all there. It's all centered on Christ. And so there's a significance to that. We know where we've been so far, Romans 1 through 3, dealing with our sin problem. Then the end of 3 through 4, and then even part here of 5, we're dealing with this matter of justification. And that is us being able to be before God just as if we've never sinned. But I just want to make very clear to you that it's impossible without Christ. There are those today that really a lot of doctrinal issues center around the the God-man, Christ Jesus. People want, they like certain aspects about Him. They like, you know, that God is love. But they don't want to see the wrath of it. Most of the doctrinal issues, and even going on to issues of salvation, are all centered around this man, the God-man, Jesus Christ. The Bible says that, neither speaking of Jesus, neither is there salvation in any other for there is none other name given under heaven among men whereby we must be saved. Christ is the door. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh unto the Father but by Him. There are groups and religions out there that teach their own gospel, is the best way I guess I can put it. It's not the truth. And they try to teach a way to heaven without Christ. They try to teach that Jesus Christ wasn't the Son of God. They'll tell you Jesus Christ was not God. He was just a good man. Or he was just another prophet. Anybody that says something to that effect, I can promise you, they're, they're lying based on the Word of God, and they have no true comprehension of salvation and biblical things. That's a very bold statement, but it's the truth. 
First John to, told us that most all these doctrines, a lot of it deals with Christ. So nobody has a problem with there being, you know, a God. Everybody has a problem when you start saying that Jesus Christ is God. And all the major doctrinal issues become on this. People don't have a problem believing that Jesus died on a cross, but they have a problem putting their full faith and trust in Christ alone. There is There are religions out there that teach Christ plus this, Christ plus that, Christ plus works, Christ plus Mary. You fill in the blanks with whatever you want. I'm, telling, I'm here to tell you that the only way to God is through Jesus Christ alone and by faith in His finished work. And we ought to make much of Christ because the Bible and God in the written word makes much of Christ. And He ought to be the one that's exalted. He ought to be the one that's the main emphasis of our preaching. He ought to be the one that's the main emphasis of our lives. He ought to be the one that's ruling our lives. He ought to be the one on display in our lives as we get around other people. It ought to be Christ every step of the way. And I am not at all teaching an exclusion of the other members of the Trinity. There are There's a purpose, a biblical purpose for each one or, or a... Uh, you can say a personality or a way that they manifest themselves. Um, I, I'm maybe not wording that the best, but but Jesus Christ is the one that is magnified. Jesus Christ is the one that will be exalted. Jesus Christ, the Word of God tells us, was the Creator at the beginning. Jesus Christ was the one in the Old Testament that that angel of the Lord that would show up. He was God in the flesh even then. Jesus Christ is the one that was exalted in heaven, stepped down from the throne to come to this earth to be to be born as a human being, to step from the thr throne of glory and to degrade himself and made himself even lower than the own angels that he had created and make himself a human being to live on this earth, to die for us. It was all Christ. And one day he will be highly exalted again, and he already should be. But one day he'll rule and reign in this earth. The Bible says that all judgment has been committed to Christ. So when we stand before God to be judged, listen, you'll be standing before Jesus Christ. And all that matters at the end of your life is what have you done with Christ? Have you accepted Him or have you rejected Him? If you have rejected Him, you have nothing to look to or look forward to but the punishment and righteous judgment and wrath of God. If you've accepted Him, then it matters. Have you lived for Him or have you lived for yourself? And that will determine rewards. And that's a totally different subject. But Christ is the center of the Scriptures. The Word of God, Jesus told the Pharisees to search the Scriptures. For in them... You think you have eternal life, but he says that in the scriptures, he said, these are they which testify of me. It's Jesus Christ from the first page all the way to the end. From Genesis chapter 1 and verse number 1, in the beginning God created. Who was the creator God? Well, that was Jesus Christ. And you find that in the New Testament. It refers to Jesus being the creator of this earth. It starts with Christ, it finishes with Christ. Christ is significant. If we're going to ever get to God, it's going to be through Christ alone. He's the one that reconciles us to God. All the things we're given after salvation, after being justified before God, it all comes through Christ. Our peace with God, verse number 1 says, it's through Jesus Christ. Our access 
to God. In verse number 2, it's by Christ. It says, by whom also, speaking of our Lord Jesus Christ, every little bit and piece of this is because of Christ. Jesus left that the Comforter could come. That's the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost. And we find that He sheds abroad the love of God in our hearts in verse number 5. Then we begin, we go to a few other things, but bef I'm trying to get ahead of myself here, and I don't need to do that. In verse number 6, through verse number 8, it speaks of Christ's sacrifice. But if I can skip over those just for a moment, look in verse number 9. We're justified by who? By Christ. By His blood. The blood is important. Don't ever let anybody tell you anything other than that. Any, uh, anything otherwise is incorrect. It's not biblical. It's unscriptural. The blood of Jesus Christ is important. That's what purchased our redemption. It's Christ that saves us from the wrath of God. What's it say then? We shall be saved from wrath through Him. How do we get saved? It's going to be through Christ. Who reconciled us to God? That was Christ. Jesus Christ, the Son of God. How do we have life in this world while we live on this earth? What gives us true life? It is Christ. What gives us fellowship with God? In verse number 11, we find it, it. We joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We're not only accepted in God, but we have access to God. We have fellowship with God. And that's something nobody else that believes in anything else can, can comprehend or understand. Through Christ, we're given all these things. And that helps us to begin to understand one of the things that Paul says, that of him, through him, and to him are all things. I'm here to tell you today that Christ, I want you to see in this passage Christ's significance. I want you to understand that none of what we enjoy today as believers would be possible without Christ and what he did for us. But not only do we see Christ's significance, I want you to see Christ's sacrifice. In verse number 6, For when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Had it not been for Christ to come out of the portals of heaven to this earth, there would have been no hope for us. But he made a sacrifice. And I'm going to turn to Philippians here and read to you another little passage of Scripture to help you understand a little bit of this sacrifice that he made. You see, he, with, without meaning any disrespect, I don't want it to sound that way, but I don't know any other word to use than this, he degraded himself in a sense, or downgraded himself just to come to our level. He, he condescended is probably the word I really need to be, be looking at. And in Philippians chapter 2, verse number 5, it says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, 
who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Listen, he was equal with God. He is God. The rest of the scripture teaches that. And we know that if he was not God, for him to think that he could be equal with God would be a sin equal to what Satan himself did. He, what did he say? I will be like the Most High. And that was what got Satan cast out of heaven. In Christ there is no sin. He thought it not robbery to be equal with God. In fact, he was. But listen what he did for you and for me because he loved us so much. And this is the sacrifice he did for us, part of it. But made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Jesus came down as low as he could, but he didn't take on human royalty even. He didn't take any position as a political figure or as a religious leader even at the beginning or in any prestigious family. No, he chose just a, a very small family. He chose somebody that had to work hard just to make ends meet. He chose somebody that didn't matter to the rest of the population, really. They had, when, he, when it came time for him to be born to this world, where was he born? He was born in a stable. Jesus, the God-man, went to great lengths to secure salvation for us, to give us an opportunity, to give us a chance at being justified before God, to reconcile us to God. Because of His sacrifice, we ought to make much of Him. We owe Him that much. He gave His everything for us. Surely, we ought to be willing to give our everything for Him. You've been listening to the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Wallen, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwallen.org.